Well, hello everybody and welcome to episode 299, unreal, of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Mator. We're a little tired, we're a little wired, but we're ready to get it on. It's a little later than normal. I was hoping we'd go earlier, and then like every text to Sam was just pushing it back and back and back and back. And, back. and then I told him a time, and then I was 15 minutes late for that time. So I told him, uh, I think I said five minutes, and I was 20. So uh, I kept hitting refresh. I was like, maybe it's me, dude. I, I reset my Wi Fi. I put my phone on airplane mode. Yeah, it's just, it's just so One we're here. Days, bro. So we're here, you know, one more week of normal episodes just a reminder everybody we're going monthly starting after episode 300 um after six and a half glorious years we're still doing the show just in a different uh i don't know like time frame and so next this week normal next week normal episode 300 the big three oh oh even though it's episode like 400 when you count everything yeah, i've lost count um i think 390 or something i, I something crazy but Regardless, the main line episodes, we got one. So there's that. And then after that, it'll just be October's episode and then November's episode. And no, we don't have a set schedule. No, we don't have a set day, time, whatever. We're just going to do it. Maybe if something cool happens in the middle of the month, maybe we'll We're making it up on the fly. Right. So like November, you might think to yourself, hey, God of War's coming out. They should do a show. Or maybe we'll wait two weeks to play it. And Pokemon's out, and then we could do both. Who knows? We we'll figure that out, but we'll let you know. Like this is the time I would say to start following us on social media if you haven't. Facebook, we still upload like we're eighty five years old, um, you know, because that's a good platform. And Instagram, the the best. <laughs> so, place yeah, we, to be. we we don't use it for our personal account, but we'll use it for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, and Instagram's just not a cesspool of reels and stuff I don't care about, but still, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Owned by the same company that owns yeah. Facebook. Yeah. So there's that. So we have that for you if you like to follow us on Instagram. And then our Twitter's at Greg Talks a lot at Samuel Mator. That's where you'll find like when we're doing the episode. So they don't just randomly show up in your feed. We'll give you plenty of notice. At least, you know, three hours. Uh, but in all seriousness, in all seriousness, we'll, we'll give you plenty of heads up when we do that. But it is starting next, not next week, the week after that. That's it. Next week is our, our last main line. 300. We're going to stop counting episodes. It'll just be the name of the episode. Like It's going to be a new era. And I'm really excited because like doing it's, a show every week for six yeah. years is stressful. It's it's a lot. It's exhausting. And I, and I don't even you're the tech guy. You you do the editing. That's why I always tell everyone I, I'm just a body. You do ninety eight point nine 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 percent of work. <laughs> and, you know, I, I again, I, I want to make again. I know I've said it multiple times, but I want to say it again. Uh, it's it's become so apparent that uh, that I need to go monthly that like. I not. Not just once over the past few weeks have I uh, fallen asleep while editing, woken up at three in the morning, four in the morning, and then finished. Finish it. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, animal. We closed our Patreon. Like, we don't make money anymore from this yeah. show. So, like, what the hell am I doing? Uh, <laughs> I have two children and a full time job. Like, please stop. So, anyway, enough of that. It's four minutes in. We might as well start talking some nerdy news. We got 
a big show. Like we have more stories this week than we've had probably the last three or four weeks combined. I mean, the news is starting to pick back up. So just in time for us to start going monthly. Uh, we got picks of the week. We got trivia. 16 for me, 15 for Sam. I don't know how, but we made it. movement for the it first time it. in two months. We made movement. My question, hard as shit. Perfect. But I've tried to make it easier for you. I was literally no idea what I wanted to ask you. No idea. You made it up at like 5.15 this, the, today. It's it's like three hours ago I made this up. So I'm I'm sorry. In advance for your question, it's not the easiest, but I Great. tried to make it easier. Uh, we're going to go TV first, where we have our House of the Dragon halfway home impressions. That's spoilers. We do where we do uh, uh, impressions where of the we do premieres. Where we do. Yeah, right. <laughs> Spoiler free. I noticed that I was just moving on. Uh, and then no, we do halfway the I replayed it in my head and then left and then said it out loud. <laughs> like eight <laughs> seconds passed and he just, we do, we do. Uh, then we do halfway with spoilers and then spoiler free at the end of the season. We're back on that shit. We decided not to do every episode for House of the Dragon because during House of the Dragon, we were going to be going monthly. So it didn't yeah. make sense to like stop at episode six yep. and then just do it. So we got halfway home tonight. So we'll do that with spoilers. Our top three is going to be from there as well. Top three characters, not favorite, just characters. Could be least, could be most, could be just somebody in between. Um, I'm very excited to talk about that. Uh, we have Andor, our spoiler-free impressions of Andor. It is two days old as the time we record this, so like we don't want to spoil anything. Uh, so we'll give spoiler-free thoughts on the first three episodes of Andor. Uh, then some Vince Gilligan news. If you don't know who he is, Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad. Uh, Mighty Ducks Game Changers. We said last week, we don't know when it's coming. Now we do. Sam will take over in gaming. GTA 6 leaked all over the place, so we got that. A new Marvel game is in development. We have our NPD for August, the top selling games of the month. We have a very cool crossover in the world of soccer. And the Resident Evil 4 remake received some rougher news, if you're Sam and I at least. Uh, and then he'll take, or I'm sorry, I'll take back over in movies. We have a DC sequel that is finally getting greenlit, but that means some bad news for some other DC projects. Marvel's hit with some delays. Um, Star Wars wiped the movie from its slate. We have Gran Turismo is still making a movie and it actually cast an actor that we know. Uh, and then we have some James Bond news to end it out before Sam brings us home with an OGCGC spotlight, correct? Yes, sir. All right, cool. So let's start where we customarily do with our picks of the week. Pick of the week. This week is a show that I believe you saw. I believe it might have already been your pick of the week. I knew it was been on my list for a long time. It's a show. It's on FX and Hulu. It is The Bear. Bear. Yep. It is a, it, it's fantastic. Episode seven, I might have possibly gave me like an anxiety attack. That, that, that whole, <laughs> so that whole, just watch seven. So there you go. So I've well, seen it before. By the way, there's a 90% chance that while you guys were watching it, we were too, because Ashley wanted to go through it. So we're, yeah, we, we're going to, could, could have been. Well episode seven i could just like is literally just an anxiety attack from like beginning to end and i I felt that with every fiber of my being i never worked at a actual restaurant i worked at subway back in the day which is nowhere near the same i i i can relate like to minuscule amount but to the degree they went no but i you know this show about a young chef uh one of the if not the best fine dining chef in new york um basically leaves has to go to his hometown Chicago and run an Italian beef sandwich shop after his older brother commits suicide. 
and it's very real and i've heard nothing but good things it has it's i haven't heard one person say it's a bad thing i heard people say it's literally hard to watch like if you worked at a restaurant like it will bring back bad memories and just like i said episode seven i was i was freaking i was jumping out of my skin but it was eight episodes on fx and hulu jeremy allen white who played lip on shameless for 11 seasons which also takes place in chicago it very much feels like a spiritual successor to shameless except restaurants it really does yes and there's i'm not going to say the cameos there's some actually very big cameos in the show something like i i thankfully wasn't spoiled for me like something i'm going to say one maddie matheson and he's amazing he's like my favorite chef so when he's in it i pop very hard yeah. So again, that's, you know, that's fine. That, that's what I was even thinking of him. But um, yeah, it's a great, a great show. It got signed for season two. Everyone involved, the entire cast. I, I cannot say there's not there's not one thing I didn't like. Episodes weren't too long, weren't too short. I, he's it, I, I still feel like it's you have the shameless vibes and it, it's there. It's I'm, I'm glad to see it like a show that it doesn't like it's not like nothing superhero. It's just a, a brand new show, something fresh. And I feel like I've never watched like something like this. And if you'd like, I ain't going to lie, watching every episode, it got me hungry every goddamn night every to watch episode. this show. Yeah. Every single episode. So if you if you don't got no food in the house, you might not want to watch this this show because this ain't it. But if you're, if you like, you know, if you like Shameless, you like Jeremy Allen White, the restaurant business, what it's like, check out The Bear. Yeah, those beef sandwiches. Oh, oh my God. Dude, I, I just wanted, I just, I, I want a sandwich right now. And I ate dinner a little bit ago and I'm starving already. Yeah, The Bear was one of my favorites. It's actually right now my number five show of the year. I'll, I'll give away the spoiler. It's, it's so phenomenal. I, I can't, I can't recommend good. it enough. Yeah, it's really that good. And I think you calling it real is very is a really apt way to put it. Um, they talk over themselves. They scream at each other. They oh, oh. the only one. There's one actor slash actress. I again, I won't give it away. Yeah. He or she feels very contrived and very scripted and almost uh, I don't like when they're on. I'll tell you offline who that is. But like, that's it. The is rest it the of the cast. No, the rest of the. Okay. We all, I don't want to say who the brother good. is either because it's good. a very cool. Uh, yeah, exactly. Job. Good, good. But good. yeah, um, I loved it and I'm very glad you loved it as well. It's awesome. If you have Hulu, check it out. It's that good. My pick of the week. A little different direction, and I don't think you'll care about this if you don't like sports, if you don't live in Philadelphia, or you don't live in Kansas City, at least Missouri and Pennsylvania. Um, It's a podcast. It's called the New Heights Podcast, and I just got into it last week. And what the hell was I missing? I think it's actually brand new this year, so I'm not missing. It's the Kelsey brothers. It's Jason Kelsey, the center for the Eagles, yeah. and his brother, Travis Kelsey, the tight end, superstar tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. They come on. They talk about their games each week. They're very uncensored, by the way. And uh, and then they talk about football in general and then life and childhood. And I'm like glued to this thing. I actually went back and listened to every episode, not just this past week. I started with that one because I wanted to hear – uh, Jason and Travis's thoughts on Jalen Hurts and the, the Vikings rivalry and because Travis was in the stands da, 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 and Philly fans and all this stuff. But then they go into other stuff and it makes me just so happy. It's really good. So if you're a sports fan, if you live in Philly or Pennsylvania or an Eagles fan or a Chiefs fan, it's a really good podcast. If you're just a football fan in general. Uh, I was super impressed by it. So it's called the New Heights podcast available wherever you get your audible goodness. 
but that's that. Uh, my pick of the week, New Heights Podcast Sam's The Bear. Can't go wrong with that. Fantastic. Let's hit some trivia now. I'm going to give you the question first. Like I said, it's it's a doozy. Maybe she it's got. not. I don't know. Maybe it's fucking not. Maybe you know it. Of the 217 episodes of The X-Files, how many were written by Vince Gilligan? And here's a hint. Yeah, see, I'm going to try and make it easier for you. The answer is less than 36, but more than 19. Less than 96, but no, no, more no. than 19. No, 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 no. 36. Oh. So I'm only giving you a seven, technically 17, but really 15. 20 to 35. 20 so to I'm trying 35. to make it easier for you. I'm only giving I'm narrowing it down to 15 choices. How many episodes did Vince Gilligan write of the X-Files? 29. Oh, it's 30. Oh, <laughs> I, t- I took a stab. Wow. Holy shit. The fact that you went. The only reason I asked this is because it was an it was an even number like 30. My answers yeah. were 20, 25, 30, 35. So, whoa. Interesting. That was All really right. good. Dude, that was a really good guess. I'm inclined to give you one third of a point. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want the pity point. Very, very good guess, though. I'm really impressed. All right. So, as you know, I did beat The Last of Us on hard yeah. mode. I don't know the total time. I, I didn't look back yet. But something I saw something while watching the game. And I said, huh. Trivia question. In The Last of Us, how many giraffes do we see? Oh, man. Uh, is that now are we counting like toys, like stuffed giraffes no, in the toy This is the park? live giraffes you see walking. Oh, one, two, three, 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 three. This is, could be for the win, so this is like really important. It, 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 you could play it safe, go for the point. You could go for the win. Like I know it's more. I know it's at least one. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no zero. I can promise you that, my friend. Oh god. But like again, we're not talking about like posters and shit like that. Like nope. we're talking about the real live, brand. live the uh, live animal. Three. Incorrect. Uh, the the total number is eight. Oh Jesus. I was way off. Yeah. yeah so there's what were my answer big... choices. Two, four, six, eight. You would have went oh, with four. Yeah, I, I probably would have gone with four. Oh. Yeah, you right. would have been like eight. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, I don't think I would have gone eight. Maybe because like it's an answer. I'm like, oh, that's intriguing. It's more than I, I thought. I just I don't play in the game. I was like, there's no way he's gonna know this. So <sighs> All score right. one for on. me. Hold on one second here. I'm getting a text message that I actually have to answer. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, oh, that's good. I, that I can get ready for House of the Dragons. I, I normally, I normally, I'm, I'm good now. I normally uh, don't answer texts, but, you know, when the kid, hey. are, when the kiddos are sleeping, you got it. Of course. Yeah. You don't got to explain right, to me, let's, brother. Let's go to TV now. It's 1530 into the pod. I like to. Uh, if you noticed, I've been doing that a lot lately, saying where we're at when we start, yeah. because that's that makes it easier for me to edit inside baseball. All right, everybody. House of the Dragon, Halfway Home Impressions. Um, you notice I said the Bears, my number five. It has a chance to move up if House of the Dragon uh, uh, stops being awesome. Uh, I, I still feel we're like out of, we're out of <clears throat> young territory. We're into the older territory, like Millie Alcock is gone and 
Um, I can't, I can't remember who plays Allison, but like they're off the, the show now. So it's like, we got to meet a whole, basically a new cast of characters, even though they're the same characters. So I'll leave my thoughts for a minute here. I want to hear your thoughts. Spoilerific. Go for it. What'd you think of uh, house of the dragon? House of the dragon. I'm, I, I think it's a good show. I, I don't think it's, it's the best show ever made, but I think it's, it's awesome. I am. I am so happy to be back. There are certain characters that, that stand out to me big time. There's maybe some. One thing I'm actually looking forward to is the actors change. I'm looking forward to the older role because I feel like something holding the show back could be in one of my gripes in my top three. Um, Millie Alcox acting. That's all. That's the only thing I can think of. But I got you. Okay. Um, I, 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 I just want. I, really. I just want more. You know, I, I, you know, maybe some things I, I wanted to see more, or I thought they'd go this way. That they, they pivoted this way. But I'm still. I, I like the show. Like I'm on board. All the actors. You know, maybe seeing Patty Conte took me a minute to get used to him in the role, but I think he's kind of coming to his own after. You know, he's he's on literally his last leg. Well, IMDb says ten episodes. So like, I. How the fuck are they going to keep this guy alive for four he, more? Maybe he's they're not going to do Dude, he the has time jumps two episodes. The time jumps have to be slowing down now because they're going to do their big 10-year now for episode six. So I kind of feel in like, a wheelchair. Yeah, I kind of feel like uh, the time jumps are going to slow down and they're going to stick with the era that they're in because they have so much to go now. The Civil War can start. All these things can start to kind of go. So like, I have a feeling that the time jumps are going to be slowing down. So I, I but like, oh, man, like he looks rough uh he already looked rough and you know, it looks like they said he had her leprosy the leprosy. actor it was it, yeah okay he gave an interview to entertainment tonight and said yeah. it is a form of leprosy so it's not grayscale anything like that it is leprosy which i don't know how i feel about it maybe he was just using that term because it's kind of a catch-all term um and maybe it is grayscale maybe he's not up to, to snuff on his game of thrones lore but nobody came out to like say anything different Nobody from the show, no George R. Arden. So I, I don't know. It was. A, it was I think it was a safe answer. Yeah, and because we're all like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, you yeah. know. But it it could have just flat out been though. Like the dude is, uh, what's the face? Um, the dude just like got an infected cut. Now that his doesn't explain his arm. His arm is jacked in that. Oh episode, god, yeah. Latest episode, latest episode. But uh, I don't know how to really explain that. Um. See, like, there are some cringy ass moments in this show. Like, yeah. right now, the Sir Kristen storyline is is pretty fucking stupid. Um, I I, 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 I hate what they did to my boy. Like, I'm, I'm like, that's... they made him a snivelin', snivelin', snivelin'. I, I, I was like, that's how you, that's how you do my like most hype guy to see. Like, yeah, <sighs> it started off good, but like the way it it made him into somebody that I'm just like. Man, you had a chance. And I know what they're doing, setting him up with Alicent and, you know, the switch. But he fell for her so hard, so fast, unbelievable, not there, couldn't get into it. Weak storyline for me. No, like, honestly, like, right at thinking about it, like, where he started out, like, now he cares about all about his honor. Like you said, so fast, he just like, whoa, no, if, if he only cared about his honor, he would have just turned her down. Like, no, lady, I can't. So, like, you're right. They just made his storyline shit. So, and well, he, they also made him dumb. Allison was clear, called him in. They, she summoned him and it was clearly about Damon. And like, she even said she slept with and pauses. And he was, he did the whole thing. Like this played out like a bad rom-com or teen movie, but just in old English. 
because they, yeah. the way they make the way they talk <laughs> makes it more sophisticated. But it doesn't take away from the fact that it was a trope. That's an absolute trope. Like I'm talking about something else because I don't say it. You think I'm talking about you. So you confess and then you ask to be put to death instead of tortured. And then you're going to kill yourself. And then she just happens to show up. Like I got some major season seven, six, seven and eight vibes from that, which oh, is no. crazy because a lot of the rest of the, the latest episode I got season three and four. Like it was a tale of two episodes. I've watched it two and a half times now. And like the first time I texted you, this was like my favorite episode. And I'm talking yeah. specifically about the most recent one, episode uh, five. five. And yeah. so like, I was like, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And then the second watch, I'm like, wait a minute. He, mm. Then he goes and beats the shit out of Joffrey. Wait a minute. And then no one stops him, including the Kingsguard. Okay. That doesn't make sense. Um, why? If he's on duty and he says he's on duty, why doesn't he have his helmet on? Because every other Kingsguard does. So like, oh, it's because we can now see him grovel. Got it. Okay. Yep. And wait a minute. Somebody fucking throws uh, Lannis. What's his I get, uh, Valerian? Like they, he just throws him into a table. No, he's the goddamn king to be. You don't know. They're all highly royal people. Like, oh, that whole fight scene at the wedding made zero fucking sense. It was completely devoid of logic. So I'm like starting to slip from that aspect. But overall, when I look at the show as a whole, this is a top five show for me for the year. And I absolutely have loved it so far. I, I'm actually afraid of the time jump because I enjoyed the younger actors so much. Well, I say like, that's interesting because I'm, I'm basically on the opposite. I, I think now the show could possibly like, yeah, we're, we're all interested. Yes. You have 10 million people an episode more watching. Yeah, that's great. But I, I just yeah, feel like 23 that's just... million on average is crazy. Oh, wow. So I don't know. I just have a feeling that it's going to pick up in a very big way with the rest of the actors, and it's going to. It's it's obviously going to you know make or break the show because if, uh, if we go if we don't like the old actors, the show is done. But here's the thing. Here's the crazy part, and I think the old actors are going to be fine. I prefer the uh, the younger actors and have them be aged up because they're doing that with with Matt Smith. AKA Damon Targaryen. Mm -hmm. So like it's possible to age these folks up and I get it. He's clearly more, he's older than the, the females um, and Lanus, but like that, uh, uh, ooh, uh, they look a lot different. And you know, I guess, so it's just, this one was rough. Uh, I, I would much, much prefer them to have just aged up the, uh, the original actors. I think it just would have kept with continuity just a little bit better, but if we're not gonna, Okay, fine. I'm I'm down with new actors. That's great. But like there was also a story in either Variety or Deadline that they want to bring back Millie Alcock. And again, I can't sorry, I cannot remember Allison's young actress's name, but they want to bring them back for season two because they've gotten such a pop. It's like, no, 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 no. Now it's contrived. Now you're going to write towards that. And if you think back to our our problems with Game of Thrones in season seven and eight, my biggest issue was they wrote down giant storylines on a whiteboard and said, okay, let's write stories to get to these big moments. Fuck logic. And like, hmm. that's that don't do that. Don't write them in just because they're popular or because you can. No, no, no. So I, uh, I, I I'm going to give it a chance. I love the show. I love the stories. I love the little political conversations. I love that stuff that's been yeah. happening where every conversation feels like it could end in a beheading. That's to me where the game of Thrones universe yep. has been so good. And I feel a lot of that. And plus to your point, okay, I am hyped for the second half because we're getting ready for a giant civil war here. And 
I don't know if they're going to go there this season because they only have five episodes and like they got plenty of stories to tell. It's been renewed for season two, but holy smokes, if they even start to dabble into a civil war, I couldn't be more excited. Well, and, and you think now when we, that 10 year jump, everyone's got kids now, multiple kids, multiple, everyone's going to be trying to, you know, everyone's going to be backstabbing each other. So Finn it's Wolfhard somehow joined the show. Did he really? No, that oh. fucking Aegon looks just like him. Oh, uh, you, you know, you know what's funny? I was, I would look at him and I was like, man, he looks like somebody. So yeah, you Finn know what? Wolfhard, I can see yeah. that. Yeah, I can <laughs> see that. Like season two, Stranger Things. Like I can't get it out of my head. I'm, I, I'm interested to see all like of how it all plays out of all the, the scheming that everyone's going to be doing. Who's who's going to be good? Who's going to be bad? I, I pray to God, Kristen Cole redeems himself, but it don't look like it. I again, you know, everyone's dragon. They're ten years older. Everyone has a dragon. So again, they're. I'm. I'm. I want to see that. Of course, I want to see more battles. But like you said, the bigger battles. I think that'll be coming in season two. You know. Uh, you know. There's a criticism. It's a criticism that I have, but I'm not ready and willing to call it like something that bothers me so much anymore because it sounds um, like I'm super thirsty <laughs> with this. But doesn't this show kind of play it a little bit safer? Than Game of Thrones did at least early Game of Thrones, like later oh, Game of Thrones. In early Game of Thrones, people were banging just to bang. There was things flopping everywhere just because they I mean, could. It wasn't Spartacus, but no, it wasn't Spartacus. But like it was close, and yeah. there was just like there was a lot of stuff going on. And like in this show, and again, this I, I don't mean this to sound like creepy or perverted or like thirsty, but like the people that have been naked in this show have been extras in the background that you, yeah. you walk by and you see them there hasn't been like that uh, again, like the, like I'm the not, like the main like the main the main star and i'm not asking i'm not asking for that i'm just making yeah. an observation but like yeah. late game of thrones when i believe amelia clark even said like now nah, I'm, I'm all set after that one tub scene with uh what, well no uh, i think though no, she was nude like two or three times on game of thrones she was but after season five where she got out of the tub and i can't remember the guy uh, the, her servant guy that she just sent away not Jorah, the younger one who who changed actors. Yeah. Jaharis, okay. Jahar- Dario Navar- Dario yeah. Naharis, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Like that was it for her. I think she said after that, like I don't, I'm good on nude scenes after that. And then they completely toned down all that for the last three seasons. I think this show kind of started that again. And I don't even mean with just nude scenes because I don't need them. I'm fine without that. Yeah. Like that's not my point. The Game of Thrones universe, though, I feel like is one of those universes where they're very real when it comes to people doing things in the streets and all this other stuff. That's one Two, the violence aspect. And by the way, this show is a bigger budget. A lot of it's VFX, a lot of it's dragons, but like with a bigger budget, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more gore violence. And like what they'll do is some like, okay, the murder of his wife off screen happened off screen. Um, They chopped the fish's head off instead. Crab feeder completely off. Now, granted some awesome VFX when it came to dragging his half, you know, sliced up yeah. body through the sand and water organs coming out and shit. Great call out on crab. Feeder. I actually forgot about that. We, we, like, we, we really only had that one episode where you're talking about that brutality. That was yeah, like, yeah. the first time we saw Damon, right? At, right. When he just was killing thieves at yeah. night. But another time they did it was this past episode when they finally showed his face, um, Joffrey's face after Kristen Cole smashed it in. And that was brutal. But like, I felt like, all right, they hit their gore quota. And I don't like that. Like, I feel like, those times I don't want a show that takes place in those medieval times to not give us how brutal 
those medieval times were. Yes, yeah. Spartacus very much stylized its blood and its violence, and it made it very CG. But that was its hook, and that was a part of its charm. Was like that was intentional. This show, I'm like, yo, you should show every punch. This dude's face getting more and more and more and more distorted and broken and disgusting. Really feel that tension. But no, they waited until he f- they rolled him over for a half second. And we saw it just for and like it went away. So like I feel like it's playing a little bit more safe from like a nudity slash like, I don't know, uh, maybe nudity is not even the word, but like like the sexuality I mean, of that that was yeah. a t- that, that was there in those t- so that and then the other thing is the uh is the violence i feel like it's just like a little bit toned down i, I feel like that's probably why they threw that one episode of, of with damon when they, when they went to the broth was like all right we'll get our quotas you know because they think they, they the one actor said like people were 69 and for 10 hours a day i was like yeah. holy Millie, shit Millie alcock said that right yeah. yeah yeah but like i don't know again it's i'm not ready to be like calling it a criticism or anything like that yeah but I don't want my Game of Thrones to play it safe. I want there to be a feeling of everyone can die at every time. Anybody can just go do this, that. Other. Okay, Rhaenyra, she had sex with Kristen Cole. And again, I'm not calling for nudity. I don't need to see Millie Alcock naked. That's not it. She looks like she's 15. I'm all set there. But my point is, Game of Thrones season one, they they make it feel like you're in the room with them outside of this time. There was they were behind a veil. The, they're doing it through the. It felt like more stylistic and like artsy fartsy as opposed to real and gritty. Maybe that's where I'm trying to get at. Mm. It's like it's not. I don't feel like I'm in the world as much as I did with Westeros in Game of Thrones. It's like, watch, they'll, they'll make it up next episode with all the yeah. decapitations and all this other shit. Yeah, this this opinion is gonna uh, fucking age <laughs> like you know stale cheese. I don't know, but. That's, I guess, my ripe is like, and it can be a little slow at times, although I like it. It could maybe make for a tougher rewatch in some places. Yeah. The one that my one little complaint, I wish we got more Graham McTavish. He's the uh, Harold. For real, dude. I just. He was, he was the one announcing everybody coming into the room during the wedding. I don't know. I just, I want a little bit more from, I would like to see him battle. So hopefully we get that later in the season. Oh, he'll be in the Civil War. He kind of has to be. He's in the Kingsguard. And, and well, you know what? They age him up ten years. I don't know if he makes it. He looked pretty old already, so that could be a thing. And they also kind of just wasted what's his name. I don't know. Maybe Otto comes back and he's a part of the whole Civil War since Allison and the High Towers are clearly she uh, wore the green dress he, and all this. I don't think that was the last we'll see of Otto. No, I don't either. But like Reese Ethan's, I think Ethan's Ethan's. Yeah, he played Lizard in in Spider Man. Like he's a very well respected and well known actor. He was in Notting Hill. He was in Snowden. He was in uh, The Kingsman, Temple. So like, I kind of wanted him to have more of a. But he, I'm sure he will. Uh, we're just not there yet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have too much bad to say about it. I love the show. I love Westeros. I love being back in it. I love it that it's exploring. It's. I think this is a cool part. They're exploring locations that we're familiar with, with characters yep. that we're not. Yeah, and I, characters I really that were only mentioned a little bit in Game of Thrones. Like, to me, that's what I love. I love this world. You can give me, and I love dragons. Like, What, what more could you give me? I'm on board. Yeah. Every Monday, I watch it. We watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's one of those shows where it's like, Oh, Castle Rock. Oh, the Lannister House. Oh, the the uh, the Veil. The Knights of the Veil. We now yep. see like a lot of that stuff, and it's it's kind of darn cool. So yeah, I'm in on that. Um, uh, let's you know what? Let's get into our top three because I feel like we can have a nice discussion around this, and we'll we'll kind of I don't want to milk or beat a dead horse, milk a dead horse. That'd be creepy. Yeah. Um, let's talk through it. Our top three characters 
from House of the Dragon could be good, could be bad, could be indifferent. But let's talk through it. Yeah, I, I just kind of went love, love, hate. I kind of when we did top three, I kind of just put love, hate from uh, House of Dragon. And I think all three of mine are like my dislikes. Um, I, I wanted more from the crab feeder. I, I, I love the build up. I thought it was so awesome. And I thought the ending was a little flat. Like he had his moment or Damon. Yeah, he stormed the gates. That was awesome. But I just feel like they, they, I don't know. They like, they missed the landing a little bit. Like it was all, it was awesome. Boo, I was loving the build up. Then boom, here he is dragging halfway. And I was like, huh? Like I just felt a little let down. My number two. Ooh, okay. I like that. Yeah, I'll save. I, I have similar thoughts, but I obviously I'm Greg Hall, so I like to add things on. So I'll just yeah. wait to do that <laughs> until I get to my number two. But yeah, he's number two on my list. My number three is a weird one. Uh, he's not a main character by any means, but he's a character that shows up in multiple episodes. Uh, Jason Lannister. And the reason is he's such a fucking turd. Yep. I love, arrogant prick. I love to hate him. He's yeah. like he reminds me of Joffrey without. The uh, Joffrey Baratheon from the from GOT, not Joffrey yeah. from that just got his head pounded in. He reminds me of like that person who great, you know, great on screen. Gr- he's funny, does this, that and the other. He's not as ruthless, but like, you know, when he's on the screen, you just smile because like he's such a prick. And I, yep. I just yep. enjoy Jason Alistair, but I also hate him at the same time. <laughs> I love that. My number two is Millie Alcock as, as Rhaenyra. She does not a, do that's it. It's a dislike. Yeah, just like she, she don't do it for me. Like I, I, I just every time she's on screen, I, I there's, I, I, it, you don't move me one way or the other. Like I feel like this age up. Like I'm really look. I feel like I think the show's good now. I think it's going to be umped to the tenth degree. Even, even I wasn't even a huge fan of of the, of the young eighty Allison. To be honest, they both weren't doing it for me. So mm-hmm. to be honest, I'm kind of glad they're both getting out of there. I'm like, all right, you know, rinse, wash, repeat. Let's get somebody else in here. Rhaenyra also on my list. As my number one. Yeah. But you yeah. liked her, didn't you? Yep. So I'm actually the complete and total yep. opposite. But yeah, my number two, is weak. as I alluded to, the crab feeder. Um, this is a dislike because I loved him so much when he was on the screen yep. uh, that I wish we saw more. They did mm-hmm. a big time jump and Grayscale got him real bad. Let's see some more of that from the time jump. We just they established that he nails hands in. They established this that, and the other. But let's like, how did he get to that? Let's let's see some more. Let's see him take a prisoner. Let's see him really hate it. And like for him to just retreat into the cave, I, I don't need to see the whole battle between him and Damon, but like, how did he try to fight back? Because what did he have? He had the hammer. Does he have any skills with a sword? He wore a sons of the harpy mask. Did he, you know, was he a part of the sons of the harpy? Like, did he just kill someone and take their mask? I want to know more about that character. And I'm okay that they killed him off. This isn't the night King for me. I don't need him to win, but he was such a compelling character and such a great, I guess you can call him a villain, but he was sim- simply there to elevate Damon. Yep. And that bothered me a little bit. They made him a nothing burger, and I really would have liked more. He was just there for so Damon could have his moment. Off camera. Yep. By the way. Yep. By the way, that also goes to playing it safe. Show me that. Yep. You have the budget. Uh, show me that. You were there. You showed us everything, and then you just went, oh, here he is in half. Uh, yep. Okay. I, I just felt cheated. I felt cheated. Yeah. Number one is, is Chris Nicole's storyline. I, I expected so much more from this character. I I truly I, I truly was interested. I thought he was going to bring something different to the show, and they just took his storyline and then kind of just shifted it. And then then he cares about his honor, but then he still slept with it. I I, I just it, it didn't it didn't make sense to me, and, and I think they fumbled the bag there. The only reason he didn't even make my list is because they have some episodes to redeem. 
It's not a clue. And do, I, yo, and I hope I'm wrong. But you said this first five episodes so far, these are my dislikes. Yeah, I, I'm I'm strictly not on that wagon because it started so so well and it has the potential to end well. And my number one is Rhaenyra. And I'm not even saying that just for Millie Alcock. I'm saying that too for uh, Emma DRC, DR, whomever that's going to be. I just mean the character of Rhaenyra because I love the idea of a woman on the Iron Throne. I love the idea of what that could cause. I love the idea that she said, you think you want me to run away for some oranges and cinnamon? Fuck that. Like, I'm here till I can be on the Iron Throne, bitch. I thought that was a really great, like, he shot his shot and she rejected him like Matumbo. Like, not in my house. It was great. Uh, So, like, I feel like she's got this attitude. I got two girls. Right. I got two young daughters. They give me attitude all day long. I feel like I'm just watching them being assholes on the screen. Hmm. Uh, I, I really enjoy like to me, it, the character of Rhaenyra never overdoes it. And like, dude, she swore on her. She swore on her mother's dead mother's memory. Now, granted, she technically was telling the truth because technically she didn't sleep with Damon. She did with. Kristen, and that's what she was questioning her on. So technically, she didn't lie, but she's willing to go places. She's willing to do that to protect her reputation. I feel like there's a cunning ruthlessness there that even though we saw it, we haven't seen a lot of it. We haven't seen as much as we could. I feel like there's even more there to tell. So I'm very excited now that she's older. She's got kids. She's going to be married. There's so much more story to tell. You know, this thing with Kristen's going to come out in due time. Allison has him by the ball sack. Like she's going to, she's really going to play with that. I feel really good about the potential for that storyline to go somewhere, which almost intertwines into Kristen's storyline too. So I have faith. I'm very, very excited for that. Rhaenyra as a character reminds me not of like Daenerys because they're both Targaryens and and semi look similar, but just like the early season Daenerys where she's building up her legend and her uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Legacy is the word I'm looking for. Sorry. That's what I think Rhaenyra is is doing here. And I really appreciate and enjoy the character she brings. Um, So that's it. That's our stories. That's our top three. Those are our spoiler thoughts on House of the Dragon. Let's move into Andor. This one's going to be spoiler free, though. What'd you think? Yeah, so Disney Plus, they released the first three episodes, which I I, I was funny. I was talking to uh, Sean. And he was like, man, I kind of wish they did. And I was like, actually, I kind of wish they did because it's, it's a slow burn. You know, the first episode, you're you're kind of just kind of getting getting the you know get to know things, and it's just like I feel like if they did one a week, I feel like it, it wouldn't have hit as good. I don't know, but again, this takes five years prior to the events of Rogue One, the prequel of the prequel, and basically it follows Cassian Andor, who's you know a rebel spy, basically then turns becomes a revolutionary, enjoys the rebellion. But one thing I could say about this, like there's. There's no Skywalkers. I haven't saw. I haven't seen a lightsaber in sight. I don't even know if did I see sand. I don't even think I saw sand. I I I just think it, it's something so different that I'm enjoying it. It's I'm not. It's nowhere near on Mandalorian's level. But the first three episodes I thought were pretty cool. Episode three probably. I don't. I did like the action scene at the end. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I do like Stellan Skarsgård. Um, I know that they're going to be other um, Forrest Whitaker is going to be rep- reprising his role sometime during this, hopefully this first season, even though it already got signed for a 12 episode second season, which then after that, which leads into the events of Rogue One. But 
off the three episodes, you have my attention. It's it, I don't feel like it's the normal kind of, you know, Disney BS. I, I feel like this is something new, something Star Wars probably needed a few years ago. And, you know, you give me a spy thriller, action adventure, I'm here for it. Andor is the prequel to the prequel's prequel. It is literally the prequel to the prequel's prequel. And 10 minutes into the first episode, there's a flashback sequence. So the prequel to the prequel's prequel gets a prequel 10 minutes into it. Yeah, I, I, I got to find out his younger roots. You you just, how the hell are they making sense of that, man? I was, uh, I <laughs> that's got to be some kind of a record. Uh, that's going to be some kind of a record. <laughs> I just, boy, that was tough to wrap my head around. I made it exactly 27 minutes and 29 seconds into the first episode before realizing yet again that I just don't give a shit about Star Wars. I watched the trailer. I was impressed. Nay, I was kind of blown away. I said how excited I was. Yeah. And then the first episode shows none of it. And I was like, God damn. He like not a spoiler, guys. He shoots someone. Whoa, that's the height of the action of the first half hour. He, he kills a guy, episode. and like he kills a guy. Great. And oh, by the way, off screen. But uh, okay, <laughs> is Disney Plus? I get it. Um, where's all the shit that was promised in the damn trailer? That this was finally a show where a trailer I didn't think it showed too much, and it won me over. This, that, and the other. And then I see next to nothing. And I'm like, yes, slow burn. Yeah, got it. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Yet again, another reason I don't care about Star Wars. I want to, kind of, not really. Actually, I'm kind of good. I watch enough. I, I just can't get on board with this one. Uh, and, and, and hey, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's, you know, Star Wars is for everyone. If you guys are tired of the Skywalker's shit and you, know, you just want something else, some some spy throw, something different. It was created by Tony Gilroy, who wrote all the Bourne identities, you know, uh, Devil's Advocate. Like the guys that done a lot of things. And uh, I'm not, again, I'm, I'm, I don't, it's not on my list that right now being top three TV shows, but. I think there I think there's hope for this show and I, I think people should give it a chance. I didn't like Obi-Wan. I kinda got a little snuffles for that one, a little shenanigans in our DMs. People are like, it's this, it's that, it's good. I'm like, wait a minute. After one episode or two episodes, you're saying this, and at the end, when it was over, nothing. Nothing. Oh, Nobody I, remembers I, I, it. Nobody yeah. remembers it. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody cares anymore because it just fell flat. And I just like Boba Fett's like Boba Fett. Uh, obi-wan i haven't heard nothing the only thing i still hear is mandalorian that's it that's it because it has a character like grogu where you're attached to it and you're hooked the human characters aren't just doing it it's and the writing is flat and it's boring and like the one death in the show again you don't have to say who it is but it's off screen so you don't even get to like feel it again and it's raining because that's what they do but like i don't feel it i don't care when cassian andor speaks Half the time he mumbles and I have to turn it up. Like, I don't care. Or you turn on subtitles. Diego Luna, fine actor. Cool. Hey, he found out about this four years ago. It's a long time in the making. He's proud of it. Awesome. I'm proud of you. That's fantastic. I can't get on board with it. And you're right. They don't go Skywalker. It's great. Somebody's not looking through binoculars and seeing young Luke sitting on top of his house trying to fucking fly an X-Wing or whatever. No, but you did have a binocular scene. There was a there's always the binocular scene in Star Wars. They have to do it, but like they didn't do that, and I appreciate that. Forever, I've been saying, "Hey, 
Let's stay away from the Skywalkers. But this is the damn prequel to the damn Skywalkers. Can we get farther away? Like, can we just have a whole new cast of anything? I mean, it, like, it, it does, you know, it does hurt to know his, obviously, you, you know his fate if you saw Rogue One, but. And, and they're they're stretching this out, bro. 24 episodes confirmed before we get to the movie where he dies is like, damn. <laughs> I mean, hey, well, hey, for me to get to the second season, you got to, you know, hold my attention for what, you know, nine more episodes. So hey, Better Call Saul got six seasons out of it, you know. And and they did a sequel and a prequel at the same time in that show. I mean, but it was fun. Good though. The sequel didn't happen to the last couple episodes. Um, and the first 10 minutes of the first seasons or each of the, anyway, you know where I'm going. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It just, I I want, I don't want to like Star Wars. Like I've watched so many. I don't know, man. I, I, I just think, you know, maybe if anything, it was Mandalorian's your thing and that's it. But it's not. I didn't like season two. I haven't liked a Star Wars thing since 2019. Now, if you watch that one episode of Boba Fett, I think you'd change your mind. What, episode five or whatever? The one yep. that should be that's, a Mandalorian? That's it. Episode. But that's all you need. If you watch that, you'd be like, okay, yeah. This, this, this is when Star Wars is, is firing on all its cylinders. I shouldn't have to watch four bad episodes to watch one good one. I, I just think you need to. If, if you're editing, there's no before. sports in the background, throw it on. I'll watch it before season oh, three because I kind of have to at this even point. The be- even the beginning, the first five minutes, you're not going to want to turn away. So uh, I'm just like, okay, that's it. Star that's Wars just do. doesn't do it. Star Wars just doesn't do it for me. It just doesn't that's it. do it. For me. And that's it. And, th- and that's okay. It's I hated Star Wars as a kid. And and now I, I Star Wars is okay. <laughs> It'll never be my favorite you know series ever. <laughs> we... Our our ratings have dipped, and we wonder why. <laughs> we don't like Star Wars. Yeah, okay. Can't I'm the mouse. I'm out of here. People like positivity. They don't like criticism. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to say about Andor? First three episodes are out now. Hey, if you like Star Wars, check it out. Dude, you check it out. It's three episodes. Disney Plus. You got it. Why not? Yeah, for us. Not like you don't have Disney Plus. Everybody does. Like, let's just let's just call a spade a spade. Uh, let's move into something we can both get behind. Vince Gilligan's next series, while it still doesn't have a name or really anything, we do now have a home and a lead. I it it doesn't even I don't know what, what it is. I have no like idea. A, it's, it's like a drama, but like with Twilight Zone kind of a feel to it. We don't know what it is or anything, but we do know where it's going to play, and we do know who's going to star in it. I mean, just because yeah. I mean, just number one, you have Vince Gilligan there. You already have my attention. I'm going to at least give the trailer a first look. But our girl's in it, and that's a second look I get. Ray Seahorn. Yeah. So that's that's the news is is Ray Seahorn is now involved in the show. She's going to be the main character. She's going to be the lead. And also the show found its home, which is going to be Apple TV Plus. And it got a two-season sign. So like that's a really good – that's a lot of good faith Apple has. Plus they can like literally say – from the creator of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Like what other what better marketing material can you throw at the beginning of a trailer than that right now? No, I mean dude, how many other what other shows are you seeing that are automatically getting two season pickups like off the bat without even uh, shooting a shot? Like, you know, that's that's just from Don't Vince's have a name. name. We don't know what show is fucking renewed yet. We don't know. It doesn't have a name. Like that if that doesn't tell you, hey, 
Your track record is so good. They, take our money. They said here, here's a check, write a number. You'll get guaranteed two seasons. Yeah, and I just and have Ray in there, like, dude, she was Kim Wexler is one of the quintessent. If you go to acting school, you have to watch Kim Wexler. She is one of the best actresses. You know, Ray Seahorn just destroyed it. And like she wasn't anything before Better Call Saul. She had a dabble here, a dabble there. She did a little bit of veep. She did a little bit of things back in like the early like but she was I feel like this show put every like Tony Dalton, yeah, he did a lot of Spanish stuff, you know, but now boom, that put him on to the US market. Michael Mando. Uh, Michael Michael Mando, boom. Like the show just brought you again, like obviously Brian Cranston was huge, but it, it showed us Aaron Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I think I brought up Aaron Paul every episode of this podcast. For I figured time. I figured I'd bring him up. It's been a while since I heard it's, you say it. And that. right, I haven't yet, and yet. So it's all in all due respect. <laughs> Full circle. It's a it's going to be a an, an intriguing show because we're so used to Vince Gilligan and that universe. Yeah, and since it's not going to be in that universe, but still star one of its universe people in Ray Seahorn, like it's going to be crazy. It's connected. It's, like, it's connected. Right. It's not Kim Wexler. Got it. Got to get past that mental hurdle. Uh, I'm all in. I'm very excited about it, even though we don't know what it's called. I don't care if it's, you know, I won't go there. I'm, I'm trying to go anti last week where I made a bunch of bad jokes and cursed too much. I'm trying to tone that down this week. So I'm going to hmm. stop mighty ducks game changer season two now has a premiere date. And it's uh by the way, six days, um, September 28th. Yeah. Like so freaking fast. I, you know, again, I think they filmed the first season like during COVID. And then obviously that's why it's been so long since we got it. I ain't going to lie, a little bummed or boy, it's not coming back. But it kind of makes sense of kind of where they're kind of going storyline. So he could always come back if they do get a season three. Well, he's not coming back for reasons that he, you know, he ain't coming back unless he gets a vaccine. So that's. that's just yeah, but I feel like some of that's like died down now. So season three, they might have like. But if it's a company policy. And that policy uh-huh. hasn't changed. I don't know what will. Like states have made it a thing. Some people, you know, some companies and organizations say, hey, you know, we're, we're lean back. Yeah, on the some have, some, but some haven't. And some back backpedal from where they were. And you, you never know. It just Emilio, he's as Bombay that he without mighty ducks are almost is, you know, you need Bombay. It, I, but here's the thing. Because Mighty Ducks Game Changers, quite frankly, is not a... Uh, subscription seller we'll say it's not a flagship title for disney plus i don't think if the ratings are down for season two they're going to say oh my god let's drop this for him let's make an exception let's do this that, the other they'll just say you know what we're going to stop after two seasons we'll we'll save our money i don't think that this you know that they're going to make a change plus like nah i'm not going to get political uh, yeah i i don't think i think we're going to be all set this is either it's either going to be fine without him or it's going to end and no one's going to watch it and it'll just go away after two seasons hey if you can't get behind the main actress from the gilmore girls being yeah, the coach I, I, season, that's my whole thing it's like i just i hope that she's just not her trying to carry the show if he's not there i'd rather let the kids try to carry it themselves well that's what i hope it is because they were actually surprisingly really good this show was a like very sneakily hilarious. It was a darling. It was really funny. The the actors were yeah, they're kid actors, but they weren't bad. And so yeah, I'm in on. The, I have the same thought of like let the kids kind of be the star. We know that. Uh, yeah. What is it, David Lindelum? David, uh, Josh Dumel. Josh Dumel, thank you. He is going to be uh, the probably the male lead, the at least the adult male lead. He's going to be. An I, I do. I do like lead. Josh Dumel. So it's like at least the new cast. I'm like okay, at least I like this guy. So I'm definitely going to give it a shot. 
Yeah, it's six days and I mean, why not? I don't know if they're going to drop more than one episode, but it is a weekly show. So there's that. If you like the first season as much as we did, we talked a lot about it on the show. I think I had it on my top 22, I believe, of 20 or 21 of 21. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see there. Let me take it over in gaming where we'll start off with the biggest video game leak of all time. Grand Theft Auto C Grand Theft Auto 6 leaked all over the damn place. Yeah, it is the biggest leak of all time. Um, you know, almost as much as when Alolan Executor leaked, but not quite. Uh, yeah, it's it's massive, and there are massive amounts of leaks out there. The massive amounts of videos, Rockstar and Take Two just DMCAing things all over the place. Um, it ain't pretty, and I for one hate that this happened. I hate that this happened. Of course, you don't want to see anyone's work that's it, it, that's not meant to be seen. And it's old. It's not even like it's from yesterday. It's pre-alpha footage of a game that's two, three years away. Yeah. It's not even fully announced yet. Rockstar said, yeah, we're working on the next one. But like they didn't unveil it yet. And now like this is what it's going to be. It reminds me of 2020 of all the leaks of The Last of Us 2 story. Yeah. And, and everybody was like, oh, it's got a it's got a person of this you know, uh, uh, lifestyle that I'm, I'm anti it or this person yeah. dies. Like, fuck that without even playing the game. They made their judgments. And it's like, do people actually think you really think the game looks like this? There's fucking code and text on the screen. What you think that this, yeah. this footage is final, you idiots. No, it's going to look just fine. It's going to probably be one of the prettiest games ever, at least open world. I don't think it yeah. can maybe be one of the prettiest I, games ever. I, I definitely saw a few idiots like, man, it looks like PS2 graphics. I mean, you guys are are clueless. And like, they're not wrong, but that's not the final product. It is literally yeah, a exactly. build. It's like, guys, it's a build. They're no, they're not done, guys. We're not going to see this game for two, three years. Yeah. Relax. And so, like, that's really, like, the story here. I don't think there's, like, the thing is, A, if you know about this already, then you've probably heard everything that anybody could say if you don't know well now you do i don't think there's too much that you and i can really add to this outside of like it sucks that it happened that you probably haven't heard already before if you're interested in seeing them there's probably ways excuse me to go do that i've watched probably 25 of them i only watched them once enough for me to know man I hate that it happened, but of course my yep. my curiousness and and, and the one good thing to take that you know Rockstar said, hey, nothing nothing's delayed. We're still going to continue work. Obviously, it sucks, but you know, and, yeah. and all all the devs, everyone's on Twitter, of course, had Rockstar's back and all the creative teams. So it was always good to see the kind of the gaming community kind of come together a little bit. It happened on like a Saturday going into a Sunday, yeah. so like that's wild from a timing angle, like. A lot of businesses are closed, this, that, and the other. I think Rockstar or Take-Two both waited till Monday or Tuesday to come out with a statement. Um, It's just, again, no internal delays, they said, even though we don't have a date. So there's technically not a delay because there was never a date. There was never a date, yeah. But like internal delays, they are real, and that is that is good to know that Rockstar at least says it. Now, they could be lying out their ass because we don't know when this is coming. It hasn't even been unveiled yet. So they could just be telling that to to you know appease the shareholders because their market cap took, I think, like a 5% dip, which, Oof. by the way, we're talking about take two here, which is billions and billions of dollars. That's a huge amount of money. So like this person is- Hurt fucked. them on a financial level. 
they're fucked. Yeah. So he is he is gonna get the full lawyer treatment. He extradite his ass to Canada uh, if he wants to say. Get, c- did Snowden do it? I don't know, man. It's wild how, how in trouble this fucking guy or girl is going to be. But that's neither here nor there. I, it kind of makes me more excited to see the game. I bought the PS5 version of Grand Theft Auto 5. I have it all three now, 360, PS4, Xbox One, and PS5. I still have never beaten it. Um, I just, I don't know why. I think it was like $9.99. So I just bought it for whatever. But, uh, you know, so I've owned Grand Theft Auto games. I support them, but that's really about that. <laughs> EA Motive and Marvel have announced they're working on an Iron Man game. Yeah, an all-new single-player, third-person action-adventure title. It's in very early development, so it's not going to be a VR title. It's not going to be an RPG. It's not going to be this, that, or the other. It's going to be a good old-fashioned single-player, third-person action game, which is the type of game I like to play. God of War, Uncharted, The Last of Us, very similar in that vein. And it's being written and or directed and or produ- I can't remember the, but it, the head of this game was the head of the Guardians of the Galaxy game, which was one of my favorites of 2021. As so. long as it's not the Avengers guy. No, that's a completely different company. So we're we're all set there. Crystal Dynamics uh, worked on that one where this is EA right. and, and Motive. So okay, you got to show me a trailer before I can give you my my full thoughts. But I, I'm we'll, intrigued. We'll see a trailer in, I don't know, 18 to 24 months, I'd say. <laughs> Um, that's probably when it'll get unveiled. Like oh. fully is. That means we'll, we'll see them guys in like 15 podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially 18 to 20. <laughs> I would say there's a really good chance that if we do one a month and they're going to take 18 months that if I do my math correctly. Yeah. 18 to 20 podcasts or 24. Uh, yeah, it's cool. But do we need, we have Wolverine, Spider-Man two, uh, Super, midnight, superhero fatigue, midnight suns, um, I'm trying to think of any other superhero games in development. Spider-Man. Rock, uh, I said Spider-Man too. Rock, uh, we have Gotham Knights. We have Suicide Squad. So like, we got a ton of shit that's coming out. Do we need another Marvel game, particularly a single-player Iron Man game? I mean, if I'm if I'm going to play like a single-player, like Iron Man's probably their best bet if you're going to go to any character, right? Like Spider-Man's taken. Who's left? Iron Man did the Avengers that flop take the best of the of the Avengers? It's Iron Man. Mm, see, if I can respectfully disagree with you, I don't think Iron Man's the best choice, especially for a third person action game. Iron Man, I get it. The flight can be cool. It could add that dynamic of like that's you it. Know, the third, I get that. If I am going to make a single player third person over the shoulder action game, much like Last of Us and Uncharted, I'm going to do it with Captain America. Oh, so, I you thought go. you were going to say they Hawkeye. Can't. No, they can't because there's another game I forgot. Captain What's America and Black, and Black the Captain Panther. Captain America Black Panther game that was just announced from whoever that was. I can't remember. I don't know. Amy you, you, you mentioned Hawkeye and you give me a bow and arrow? Maybe. Yeah, it's almost like we don't have Horizon and The Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, man. I, I, I'm getting burnt out about superheroes just talking about this shit now. It's going to be years till we see this game. Years. And even longer till we play it. I yeah, am... dude, I'm the, the only Marvel game I'm playing is, is Spider-Man. And all the other ones haven't done anything for me to make me feel like I have to pick up a paddle and play it. Well, I uh, color me intrigued in the Wolverine game. We have only seen a two-second teaser. But, like, that has potential. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking for, more looking forward to Wolverine than I am Iron Man. I would say... 
Um, cause I'm kind of out on Gotham Knights now. I don't even think I'm going to buy it. So I'm, I'm at a point where it's like Spider-Man two Wolverine. And then it's uh, probably about it. Suicide Squad's not doing it for me anymore. Gotham Knights. I'm kind of out. So yeah, I'm kind of just those two right now. Um, and we'll, and we'll go from there. But again, this is made by the team, or at least the, the one of the main players on the guard, the guardians game, which if you have not played it yet, it is fantastic. So please go do that. Um, otherwise, if you don't care about superheroes or Marvel, this ain't going to be for you. Deathloop is coming to Xbox on September 20th. Yeah. Their one, win- their one year exclusivity to PlayStation is over. It's literally an Xbox Studios game. It's coming home. About and, time. And day one on Game Pass. So if you haven't played it yet and you have Game there you Pass, go. there you go. Next up, we got our favorite. We got August. August. NPD. I can't. And we're it. and we're back to twenty. By the way, the last month okay. or two, we've done ten. So we're back to the top twenty best-selling games. Thank you to VentureBeat for having this. I was pulling off Twitter the last couple months, but I finally just decided to, to Google it to get the full twenty list. So I did that. So the best-selling games of August, which for consoles, PS Five was the best-selling in both units and dollars. Great to see. Great to see we're getting. I've seen two PlayStation 5 queues this week. I saw that was just from PlayStation Direct. Amazon had to sign up today. So, like, they're becoming much more available much more quickly. Hopefully, by the end of the year, you can go into a store and just buy one. Uh, that would be ideal. But this is that's very cool to know that that's where we're at with this console. Anyway, number 20 and all Nintendo games. Uh, again, they don't count digital, just physical. You got to keep that in mind. Number 20, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Number 19, uh, The Elder Scrolls f- fucking Skyrim. Uh, number 18, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Number 17, Gran Turismo 7. Up from number 31, by the way. So maybe it had a content drop or it went on sale. Number 16, <laughs> Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I love that. Game came out in 2018 and it was number 12 last month. Like, what are we doing, Nintendo? Number 15, Souls Hackers 2. Soul Hackers 2, which is great. That's good to see a game like that on there. Number 14, Far Cry 6. Number 13, down all the way from number 5, Call of Duty Vanguard. Great to see that a Call of Duty game, not even in the top 12. Love that. Number 12, up from number 28, Horizon Forbidden West. You know what this tells me, actually? With that and Tur- Gran Turismo up from number 31 is that people are getting the PS5. They're finding the PS5s. Slow and, and stay, it, like you said. And it makes sense because it was the number one selling game of the month. So these are the games people are buying with PS5. These are just attach rate games. That's great to see. Uh, number nine, MLB The Show. T- um, number nine. How about number 11? Number mm-hmm. 11, Digimon Survive. Number 10, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Uh, number nine, MLB The Show 22. Number eight, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. I'm going to mute the word Skywalker on Twitter. I'm so fucking tired of it. Number seven, Minecraft. Number six. uh, I'm sorry. Up from number seven. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Quickly becoming the new Grand Theft Auto 5. Absolutely fucking insane. insane. Uh, Number five, Multiverses. Number four, Elden Ring. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, this is everything. This number three has everything to do with the PS5 finally being able to be bought at a higher rate. Number three, up from number 84, Marvel Spider-Man. 
Like, oh god, yeah. It came out on PC, the PS5 remastered. Yeah, dude. Marvel Spider, good for you. Number two, new to the list, Saints Row, the new Saints Row. And number one, as always for the month of August, Madden. Madden. Yeah, it's yeah. football season. Come on. Yeah. No next surprises. story. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm next, pretty excited for this next story, even though I, I haven't played a FIFA game in 10 years. Ted Lasso's AFC Richmond will be a playable team in FIFA 2023. Uh, you, you have been amped about this. I'm going to let you start. What do you think? No, again, I, you know, being me recently watching Ted Lasso and, and definitely following, you know, for the show and, and, and the certain characters and, and seeing the, the promo of Trent Krim and just seeing the gameplay of the whole team shooting and, and, and your boy just cursing. I was like, yeah, I said th- this was this was a, a good move on FIFA to include this this team here. A very cool, if nothing else. A very cool move, yeah. I, I wonder what the team's overall rating is going to be. I wonder what they're going to have Roy Kent at, you know, overall. Technically, he's not on the team anymore, so I'd like to see a roster update, FIFA. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's super cool. I would love to see, like, what's her name, Kaylee, whatever it is. I would love to see her in the stands or something like that. That'd be pretty neat. But we got Trent Krim from the Independent in the trailer. Oh, boy. We got we got the team with full names and likenesses from the show. Danny Rojas. Um, uh, and he even did his own voice, too. Yeah, why wouldn't they? Shit, yeah. dude. Um, yes, yeah, Sudeikis is good. I wonder and if Juno Temple. Like, yeah, that was her. I couldn't think of her name. That's it. Yeah. So, like, I wonder, I wonder, wonder, wonder if they're going to do, like, special introductions when you pick them or halftime speeches or stuff like that. Like, something to make it feel like you're not just using the player models. And some like, what if you go through a season with them? What league would they join? Would it be the Premier League? I guess, like, but they're not a real Premier team. So how does that work? Do they do you relegate a team? Like, I, I just want to know how all that works, or if you can only play as them in exhibition and online, because that would be kind of sucky. Mm. Just let's kind of figure out more. But this is one of the coolest collaborations yeah. that I can remember, and and honestly, one of the most obvious. Like, it's yeah. really cool that something like people are probably. Like, why wouldn't you do this? And they did it. Slam dunk. For real. Last story we have in gaming. Resident Evil 4 remake is now also coming to PS4. Some tough news there to swallow. I mean, like I'm sure a lot of PS4 owners are happy, but we just reported PS5 top selling console in August. Lots of opportunities to buy them this week alone. They're becoming more and more. They made a new model and it's a little easier to manufacture. So like, they're getting them out there more. I'm staring at my big ass paperweight that I don't ever turn on anymore. And I think to myself, like, give me a reason to play it. And I'm excited because RE5 remake or RE4 remake is PS5 only. And it's like, it fucking ain't. They're going to make a PS4 version. Not, no announcement about Xbox One, which is, you know, that sucks. If you're an Xbox, if you're one of the 40 million Xbox One owners, not that that's a small number, but in comparison, it sure is. I, I'm just like, Man, I know you got $100 million. I know it. But, bro, in November, by the time these consoles come out, it will be two and a half years. Two and a half yeah. years. What are we still doing here? I'm ticked off enough that God of War is not PS5 exclusive, much less this. Yeah. And I'll say one last piece before we move into movies. The reason for all you people, I don't just have a stick up my ass. Like, I'm not just saying 
PS5 only, please, for like because I'm one of the elite and I have one. No, it's because when you make a game for PS4 and PS5, you're limited. You can't just make the game for the one console and go all out balls deep, whether it's visual fidelity or features or whatever. You have to kind of constrain yourself to make things in it for a PS4, whether that be muddy backgrounds or loading or this, that and the other. I get it. Native PS5 versions cut a lot of that stuff out. You can upscale it from there, but now you're making multiple SKUs and now you're making this and that. And what's the upgrade path look like? If is there one, do you get the free PS5 version when you buy the four? Do you have to pay 10 bucks? What does all this look like that? It's just a fucking pain in the ass. I wish a team would just make a game for the PS5 from the ground up just so you can go crazy with the hardware. Let's see some cool, innovative stuff instead of just, well, the PS5 version has haptic feedback and you can get the adaptive triggers. Cool. I get that in every fucking game. <laughs> so that that's my one reason why I really yeah. wish that they would make PS5 only. But I'll get off of my high horse because it sounds like I'm just complaining now. But I really just want them to just move on. And I own a PS4. I love the console. Just please move on. And we're moving on in the movies, which... There was no editing there. That was just a smooth transition by your number one host. Uh, Constantine. We alluded to it earlier. DC sequel. Long time in the making. Cannot wait. Constantine is that movie. It's getting its long awaited sequel with Keanu Reeves reprising his role. So it let's say let's just say it comes out in 2025. That means it comes out 20 years after the first movie. Wow. That's some dumb and dumber shit right there. It really is. I mean, again, I, I don't blame him for, for trying. I'm glad that Francis Lawrence is coming back to direct the same director who did the first one. He directed, I think, like the last three or four Hunger Games movie. He's directed the new Hunger Games movie. He got his start with the first Constantine, though. I believe that was his directorial debut. Yeah, I believe it was also. Um, again, like I'm, I'm looking at the cast. Like I forgot, like, you know, Keanu, Rachel Weisz, Shia LaBeouf, Tilda Swinton. Digimon Hanzu, Gavin Ross, like it, it, I forgot. Digimon like, Hanzu? I'm just kidding. Yeah, Digimon. I'm just kidding. But it, it it was just I forgot like how much of a stacked cast it was. Like I yeah, it only has a 46 around to it. I I liked it. Um, John Conti in the comics, he's blonde. That's like my one my one thing is like obviously it's Keanu. He's dark hair. But other than that, I, I watch it. It's Keanu. I usually support them all, and it's and it's Constantine. But, you know, when there's some good news, there's also some bad news. Mm. Yeah, because with that being said, uh, this kind of means that the um, HBO Max Constantine series is dead in the water and Madame X as well on a side note. But when we say dead in the water, we mean specifically at HBO Max because it has actually come out that both of those series, Constantine Atman and Madame X, are actually being shopped to other networks, which that's like kind of a good sign on the horizon there yes i mean yeah because i you know not a lot of people know like uh madam exandu uh obviously Xandu, I, I can't speak today I, that's about it's week late. i had yes it's late too we're, we're and not, i've been up since 4 30 but yeah we are not night people right now but yeah I, i'm whether this movie gets made in two three years i'm gonna say it i'll still always like um brain fart can't think of his name the guy that was on the cw shows i see his face i can't think of his name i still think he was a great live action john constantine but Keanu, he reminded guess- me of the dude that played the mentalist on usa i don't know why he just reminded me of him but that's not the hero there i know exactly what you're talking about the dc tv constantine i'm just trying i can't think of his name i'm having such a brain fart 
God damn it. Matt Ryan. Jesus. Not the quarterback, but <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. what I was going to say, Matty. I, 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 I know you too. I know you too. Bro, well. you know me. He's a local kid too. You knew I was going there. He's not a kid anymore. He's like 37 playing quarterback. In the National yeah. Football League, <laughs> matriculating that football down the football field. But I think I, I did, I'm just talking now. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's fucking insane. But uh, yeah, Craven the Hunter. And Madame Webb. You got Madame Zanatu, Madame X, and Madame <laughs> Webb. Both of them. We're going we off the rails. We got, we got a crazy podcast for you tonight. They're both delayed. Craven till October 6th of 2023. Madame Webb until Feb 16, 2024. There's some long waits. But listen, if I got to wait just a little longer to see Aaron Taylor Johnson in the role of Craven the Hunter, I'm fine with that. Because I don't think this movie is going to be any good. That yeah, just I mean, might be me being a pessimist. I mean, I don't care for like I'm not excited for Mid M Web at all. But I'm craving the hunter. I he's whoa, one of my whoa, 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 whoa. I'm more excited for that movie because of the cast. Sydney Sweeney, uh, I think Emma Roberts and somebody else that's pretty I, that's a fucking stacked cast for that movie. you have Dakota Johnson. That's Sydney Sweeney. Was 50, sh- Fifty Shades of Madame Webb over there. Mike Epps, Adam Scott. Adam uh, Scott, my wife loves Adam Scott. Yeah, he's he's funny guy, but out of them two, Craven Hunter's one of my favorite was, Spider-Man villains. Plus, that's, hey, that's Adam Scott, fantastic in Severance, one of the best shows of 2022. Mm. Apple TV Plus. Well, that's what, 20, so you won't see Madden Web until 2024 and Craven's next year? That's fine with me. Yeah, a year and like three weeks. Yeah, two weeks. That's perfect. That's, that's, that's fine. Yeah, and it's, I'm in no rush. I, it's a Sony-made Marvel film. Give okay. me a good one. Get, Keep you your expectations the door like have no expectations none zero <laughs> and then you'll be all set to go uh what else we got here um oh my god i never added it this is a i'm just jumping did schwarber just hit a bomb please no the wind oh 41 my god oh <laughs> the wind kept it in the yard schwarber Great. just flew out the right but it was a that would have been a bomb any other time one nothing phillies going into the eighth inning um Anyway, guys, there's only two weeks left of baseball. I got to watch every out. You know what I mean? This is crunch time here. I never put in the damn rundown about the Mario movie. I made posts about it, all this stuff. I said we were going to talk about it, but I never put it anywhere in the rundown. So a little on the fly here. We now know when we're getting the Super Mario Brothers movie official trailer. And by the way, they snuck in a release date on us uh, two weeks from the time we record this. So we won't have it. On our episode 300, but our October, wait a month. <laughs> it'll be almost a month, but our October episode will have it. Um, we're getting the teaser trailer for the Super Mario Brothers movie on October 6th, Thursday, October 6th at 4, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Talk of is, keeping your expectations low. This is from <laughs> the team that made the Minions, uh, you know, Despicable oh, Me, shit. 1 and 2, the Minions movie, Illumination, um, all the, I don't know why I said it that way. And Nintendo, obviously, Chris Pratt playing Mario. We have um, Charlie Day as Luigi, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, um, Sebastian Maniscalco as Spike the Foreman. So it's a pretty stacked cast. Uh, Anya Ta- Anya Taylor Joy as Peach. So that teaser trailer will be October sixth at four p.m. There are only two reasons I care, and two reasons alone. Number one, what does the animation look like? Number two, how does Chris Pratt sound as Mario? You'll have to wait a while for yeah. my thoughts on it. But October 6th, 4 p.m. And the movie now has a release date, April 7th, 2023. All right. A little bit before my birthday. I'll take it. 
Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron Star Wars film has been pulled from Disney's release schedule. Matter of fact, I was like, didn't we talk about this recently? It's because it was indefinitely delayed because of scheduling conflicts. Now they just wiped it. I'm, yeah. I'm happy about that. Patty yeah, Jenkins, now, now that whole video of her putting on the jumpsuit and walking away is all for naught. Yeah, she stinks. I can't stand her, man. She stinks. I mean, I mean dude, again, the first Wonder Woman movie, I liked it. The second Overrated. one, I, I just think it just completely dropped the ball, and you just got caught up in all that mumbo-jumbo, and I I, I, I don't know. You just released Wonder a two-and-a-half-hour mess. Cannot think of a more overrated superhero movie than the first Wonder Woman. No, Hated it. Captain Marvel, 100%. That, but it's not overrated because nobody likes it. Uh. Everybody likes everybody likes the first. Yeah, well, so what? You don't know how good a movie's going to be when you see it. You spend the money before you see it. If I, knew, I could do I it the opposite way, I would. Wonder Woman's overrated as shit. I think it's terrible, dude. I hated it. Chris Pine sucks in that movie. And 1984, while while I thought the mall scene was charming, it stunk on a rewatch. The home it stunk. So good. See a Patty Jenkins. See a Rogue Squadron. Dude, we don't got a Star Wars film on the slate until 2025. That's wild. That's wild, bro. Isn't that going to be from episode nine in 2019, December 2019? Is that six years between Star Wars films? That's wild. Well, that's because we have TV of 10 shows a year. (laughs) Well, we had a uh, we are in the midst of a massive pandemic. So that has something to do with it, too. But like still, that's Whoa, 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 wild, wilding out, Nick Cannon style. It's late. I'm ready to stop the episode. <laughs> a new Karate Kid film is in development. I still haven't finished Cobra Kai season five. I'm close, but yeah, this and, is and, exciting and, for me. And for one thing I read, no one, no one knows what it, who it's going to star, where it's going to be. No, no one knows nothing from, from apparently. Yeah. Not going to connect to the other movies. Yeah, like, that, that's what I thought. So it could be a whole reboot or something like that. As long as there's not a character named Miyagi and like they don't try. I'm fine with that. Um, Make Jackie Chan like the, the, the sensei done sold. Yeah. On it. Well, they did already. Yeah, I did in the remake. Which, they fucking did. Your wish has been granted. But they were supposed the to do a sequel that they never did. So is this a sequel to that film? Like, I, I just feel like they just they just didn't give us a lot of information here. Well, I mean, just please don't give Jaden Smith another opportunity. He, he just flat out doesn't deserve it. He's not. He's not an actor, as far as I'm concerned. So let's just let's just cool our jetaroonies on that. Um, yeah, that's fine with me. You want to go back to this universe? We'll go back to that universe for the yeah. what fifth time? Uh, no, I'm sorry, sixth. You have the three, and then the next, and then the reboot. So yeah, yep. and so the sixth time plus five seasons of Cobra Guy. Yeah. All right, you'll suck me. Fool me eleven times. Shame on me. Fool me 12. I'll watch season six of Cobra Kai. Uh, the Gran Turismo film has found its lead actor, David Harbour. He'll just so, do anything. I feel, I feel again, he, he lost some weight, obviously, in the, with the new season of Stranger Things. But when you think back of Aaron Paul after Breaking Bad, he did Need for Speed because he was hot. Boom. Now David Harbour, he's coming off this. Bam. He's jumping the Gran Turismo. I see the theme. I see the trend. <laughs> he was also the dude in Black Widow. and He's going to be in the Thunderbolts. So like, yep. there's another thing, and they'll just hire anybody for this shit. Uh, it's a terror. It's gonna be a terrible movie. You got literally <laughs> a million other. You got million other car movies. Go watch Ford versus Mustang or whatever it's called. Ford versus Ferrari. Ferrari. Whatever. Christian so like, Bell, go, Matt Damon, great movie. Go watch that. 
Go watch Tokyo Drift. Go Best watch Gone in sixty seconds. Go do yourself a favor. Like, go watch, go watch uh, the cars. Descendants on Disney Plus. Yeah, car. There you go. I was thinking Disney <laughs> Plus. You actually hit me with the real Cars movie on that service. Got we you, are. Bro. We finish each other's. I don't know what you mean. The search <laughs> for the next James Bond has officially begun per Variety and is still a year or two away. Yeah. So the one thing I read was they're looking for a ten to twelve year commitment of the actor. And it was hard enough to have Daniel Craig do it because he was in his 30s and he's attractive. And apparently they've thought about Idris. They've talked to Idris. That's oh, probably not going to happen. Already. He's yeah, 50 already. I, I'm thinking if it's going to be a year or two away, man, uh, uh, Taron Edgerton. I, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Henry Cavill. I wouldn't be surprised. Ooh, good fucking thought. I, honestly, I and if, younger. And if he's, I was going and, younger. You're yeah, and he's, you know, we figure he's probably, what, if I had to guess, he's probably 38, 39, good to, yeah, because when Daniel Craig did, I think by the time he was like 50-something, shit, fucking Sean Connery was like 60. So I, I think you get someone in the mid-30s, I, I think that'll work. Henry Cavill's my brother's age. Holy shit. He's a month older than my brother. Uh, 1983, so he's 39. Hey, boom, I was on the money. Yeah. Oh man, that's a so, really I think that one. would be right on time. You get a 10, 12 years, Henry's in great shape. He don't look, you know, like that that's old. So clapping. this is me clapping. I I'm not even gonna give another one because I'm I'm on board. I think that's a really good one. It'll be Robert Pattinson. All right, uh everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Let's uh bring it home, Sam, with your OG CGC spotlight. <clears throat> CGC spotlight again. Shout out to Neil, uh Keystone Comics on IG. Hit me with a nice Silver Age book since I haven't really got anything too much. And I, I didn't want to go to cards yet. I wanted to kind of finish this out. Um, yeah. well, you comics, got, games. You got one you know, more I, regular episode and then uh, and then we're going monthly. So you got plenty. Yeah, of and, and, and I did just get uh, some three new games anyway. So I'll, we'll be good for a while. So today we have Superboy number 68. This came out in October 1958. This is the origin and first appearance of Bizarro. Hmm. An, an auto binder, binder story, George Papp art, Kurt Swan, and Stan Kai cover. This is a 5-0 off-white pages. And a book, always good when the person is right on the cover to have Superboy and Bizarro right on the cover. Um, Bizarro is like that alternate like Frankenstein monster of, you know, kind of what, what they base this character off of. But there are 627 blue label copies on the census. Not, not too bad. The one thing I always say about DC... Not many on the census. Marvel, I feel like there's thousands of thousands. There's only 192. That is the highest graded. 290s, 185s, 580s. Again, there's a book that I rarely ever see in high grade. So I'm shocked. And I'm proud of my boy, Neil, when he got this 5-0 off-white pages. Because, again, this is a book that is known to have cream to off-white pages. Again, a book from the 50s. It's no surprise. And there are 42 5-0s on the census. Again, you don't see, you know, older, like the Silver Age Batman Supermans in mid to high grain too often. So it was good to see my boy Neil cross off Bizarro. I wanted to show it off. And of course, follow us. Uh, we podcast. We know things. It'll be on our IG. We make our post because I feel like this cover doesn't get enough love. That was your CGC Spotlight Superboy number 68. It's neat when you think that an episode or that a issue of a comic that you hold in your hand was created right around World War II. Yep, and it survived all that. It's just, it's just so wild to think. Where has that comic been? How many? Like, was it in a closet the whole time? Was it passed around? Like, I just need to well, know. Well, some like, some of these books, it? 
some of yeah. these books that you find golden age that the, the condition there when they're in high grade that it has to be in a box in pristine condition because otherwise ha- how would it have made it from the you know 30s 40s 50s it's i always find it amazing when you see golden age books in high grade yeah and now that uh and for the people that like the real ones that listen through and past the spotlight i have a confession to make that i was holding until now anyway i'm totally gonna finish out andor i just don't love it but i'm gonna finish it so i love that i love love the real one if if i hit if i get hit with an i am bro you don't like it you're not gonna watch whatever i'll just respond simply with well you didn't listen or, or if they just sometimes you, know, you respond right away as you're still listening, then you just kind of wait to it. But we'll see. Yeah. The real ones will know. I'm going to finish Andor. I'm still intrigued. It just so far hasn't done it for me. That is it for 299. We have one more weekly episode. The Big 300. I have something I want to talk to Sam about, uh, about doing next week in honor of 300 because we just don't have like giant plans or anything for the episode. We kind of want to just because we're not ending. So we just wanted to kind of. Do it normal, but I do have something I'll propose to him when we when we hang up this call. But anyway, I'm very excited for our last weekly episode next week, episode three. Thanks for hanging out with us this week, though, for episode 299. We'll see you next week for episode. Daredevil was in a new episode of She-Hulk. Pissed. Hey!